You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the D&B Supply Radio Show. Hey, this is your host, Matt Breckwald. Thank you so much for being here with us again this week. Man, this is a blast to do this. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do this week. We are going to introduce you or maybe even reintroduce you to the FFA. Now, what are we talking about? Well, we are going to start taking a little bit deeper dive into profiling some of the different FFA students and graduates around Oregon and Idaho and what they've been able to do and how the FFA, this great organization, has helped them to accomplish those goals. And we're going to be doing that, you know, maybe once a month, maybe once every other month or something like that. But we want to give you a good solid foundation on what the FFA is and what it is all about so you understand why we are taking the time to profile this great student organization That is based in agriculture and farming. So we're going to start that off today by just doing an interview with the CUNA High School chapter president, as well as the Boise Valley District president, Taylor Dixon. She is going to come on and and talk to us about the FFA and in general terms. We're going to talk about some of the things and opportunities that she has had by being a member of an FFA chapter here in Idaho or in Oregon and some of the things that she's been able to learn and where she thinks it will help to take her in the future. It's a really eye-opening interview and for any of you out there who are looking you know, for the right direction for your kids to go or maybe even for yourselves as you get into high school, you're looking for a great opportunity to network and make friends, have a lot of fun and build some real skills that you're going to be able to use either going on to college or heading out into the workforce. This is the interview for you. We want to expose you to this great organization. So we will be speaking with Taylor coming up here in just a moment. Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Hey, you bet. I am uh, I am proud to be able to interview a CUNA FFA member to kind of kick off what we're doing on the DNB Supply Show regarding FFA. So I really appreciate it. Well, how are you today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Straight over here right after school. Yep. <laughs> how was school today? Pretty good. Just regular old day, I guess. <laughs> okay. So what we want to do today is we want to do a couple things. The first thing we really want to do is for our listeners who don't know a whole lot about the FFA or they think the FFA is just, you know, all about just farming and there's no other aspects to it or anything like that. We want to kind of talk to them about that and explain to them what the organization is, both at a, at a local level, a regional level, a state level, then a national level as well. But I think what we should do is start off by just kind of getting to know who you are a little bit, if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Taylor, tell us about you. So, how long have you been part of the FFA? This is my fourth year. I'm currently a senior, so this is my last year in FFA. Um, next year, I have the opportunity to run for a state office. Mm-hmm. So, if I get that, I can continue in FFA. But for now, this is my fourth year, and this will be my final year in the FFA. So, what brought you into the organization? How did this all happen? At the beginning, I, I've always been interested in animals. And so at the beginning, that's what kind of got me hooked because in FFA, you can be involved with animals. Mm-hmm. And so that's what really got me hooked. And then I saw the different opportunities that you have within the FFA. And so it really, really got me involved in it to see how broad my opportunities were. So did you grow up uh, involved with working with livestock and with agriculture and things like that? Yeah. So my grandpa, he owned acreage. And so we got to work with cows. We raised 
raised steers to butcher and stuff like that. And then I raised horses and stuff like that. So I rode my whole life, but I didn't have the opportunity my entire life to do huge ranches. It was just like we had a few animals. And so when I found out about FFA that I could have the opportunity to like show the animals mm-hmm. or have a project within, I used that opportunity. And then how did you find out about it? How did it get introduced to you? They do a little promotional thing where they come to the middle school and they actually talk about the clubs inside of high school. And I remember Mr. Digert coming in with one of the girls that was in FFA and they came and talked about the different opportunities that you had. Mm-hmm. And I immediately knew like, oh, I want to go and do that. And so it really helped that they came to the middle school and they promoted it within the high school. So what were some of those opportunities they told you about that, that kind of intrigued you? Well, they talked about animals, first of all, but that was a really small portion. They also talked about the leadership opportunities that I had and the Mm -hmm. travel opportunities. And one of the biggest was the scholarship opportunities. Well, and so speaking of that, so scholarship opportunities, here you are, you're beginning your senior year of high school. So what are your plans once you graduate? I hope to go to the University of Idaho. That's kind of my plan as of now. Mm -hmm. And so they've kind of set me up to where the more involved you are, the more money you can get Mm -hmm. within chapter, state, district, whatever it is. And so I've had the opportunity to to be involved and be able to get money so it's cheaper for me to go to the University of Idaho. Very good. And have have you decided what you want to study when you go to U of I? Most likely animal sciences or soil sciences, so it's really wide range there, but I want to go into agriculture. Okay, so one of those two will get you somewhere Mm -hmm. in ag. Okay, very good. Well, so over the the course of the last, well, three years, and now you're in your fourth year of FFA at, at CUNA High School... As you've gone along and you've you've been exposed to some of the different opportunities that are available there, what do you think has been the most valuable to you? The most valuable opportunity is meeting people. I think I've been able to meet not just like friends that I'll have my entire life, but I've been able to receive opportunities from uh, different people that maybe my advisors know they've introduced me to that's opened a door for me to go into something that I've wanted to go into that mm-hmm. maybe I wouldn't have had before FFA. And now you have, you've become an officer. Tell us about, you've got two titles that you're carrying right now. What are those? I'm currently the president for the CUNA FFA chapter, which means I just help Uh, all around with whatever the chapter needs. I make sure to put in extra hours for anybody who needs me and I'll fill in, make sure that other people get leadership opportunities Mm -hmm. and I'm there to just help them push them along. I'm also the Boise Valley District FFA president, which is a little bit more responsibility because we have six chapters in our district and it's the biggest district in Idaho. Okay. And so I get to go to different events and give out awards to different competitors for different competitions that we have and Mm -hmm. uh, tell them that they require like they get to go to the state level and then once they go to state they can go to the national level how many regions or how many different regions are there in idaho for the ffa i think there are 10 districts if i'm correct 10 districts Mm -hmm. okay so now with you being the president of this particular district is there a meeting or something like that throughout the the course of the school year where all of the different presidents of the different districts get together to maybe guide the direction of the state FFA or something like that? We actually have, it's called DOT. It's a district officer training. It's during Mm -hmm. the summer where me and my team had the opportunity to go 
train with the current state officers that we have and they got to go through their own leadership things where they could come and train us and see what we need to do for our district and like how we can better ourselves in order to better our chapters and then better our districts. Well, that is a great introduction. We're going to take our first break and then when we come back, I want to talk about the FFA is an educational program for parents out there who might not know. No matter where work takes you, D&B Supply makes it easy to get the job done with DeWalt FlexVolt Tools. With advanced battery technology, DeWalt FlexVolt Tools gives you the power of freedom to work without cords. For construction, remote job sites, and outdoor projects, the heavy-duty FlexVolt line offers everything from hammer drills to table saws to air compressors and more. So get out there and get to work with DeWalt FlexVolt Power Tools, available at your favorite D&B supply. When you're stuck out in the cold or want to cozy up in your off-the-grid cabin, a Honda generator gets you going. Stop by DMB Supply to pick up one of these power players. Quiet, lightweight, and fuel efficient, Honda generators make winter camping, ice fishing, and even power outages more bearable. Take on the elements in a way you can take anywhere. Get all fired up for anything that winter brings and grab a Honda generator at your neighborhood DMB. All right, Taylor. Well, now that we're back, I, I want to kind of have you help me explain to folks out there what the FFA, we kind of jumped into it talking about being an officer and showing animals and getting scholarships and different educational opportunities and things like that. But from your standpoint, from your experience the last four years, what is FFA? If somebody were to walk up to you and say, what is it? How would you answer that question? FFA is a promotional, it promotes agriculture because Mm -hmm. agriculture is what we need to depend on for future. It's where we get our food and it's where we get the ability to basically get the things that we have, different products. So it promotes agriculture, not just through animals and farming, but through leadership opportunities and being able to serve our community and serve the world, basically. Mm -hmm. And so it's just promoting agriculture. So when it comes to, when it comes to the different skills that are taught in the in the different things you can learn beyond just the book learning in the FFA. Do you see another program out there that is competitive with that? I know that we have a there are things like honor society and cast and such like that and those are really big programs and they're great programs mm-hmm. and then there's there's also choir like for example in our high school but I feel like in FFA we we promote like public speaking and then we give you life skills, like hands-on skills. You can mm-hmm. go, for example, if you wanted to go and give a meeting, there's a thing called parliamentary procedure. You can go get a meeting all the way to if you wanted to go judge a cow. And then you get public speaking, you get communication skills, you just get all hands-on skills. And so that's mm-hmm. why I think we kind of have a range of what you would like to learn. And when it comes to a student who is involved in the FFA, do they need to have an agricultural background to be a part of the FFA? Absolutely not. One of our officers, my uh, vice president in our chapter, she actually lives in a subdivision. Her name's Brooke Davis, and she does a garden inside of her thing. We have SAE projects, a supervised agricultural experience, Mm -hmm. where you just have to, you can mow lawns, or you can raise chickens, or you can, I know somebody does hedgehogs inside of our chapter. Oh, really? And you can, you have no agricultural background, it doesn't mean that you can't join FFA. Now, you brought up the SAEs, or the supervised agricultural experience, so my understanding is that there's three categories you can do an SAE in. You can do entrepreneurship, 
Uh, you can do what's called placement, like if you're going to work for somebody else in their business, on their farm, mm-hmm. something like that. And you can do research or agri-science or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which of these three did you choose? I have multiple SAE projects, but mostly I've done placement and entrepreneur. I've never done the research myself. Okay. And so how did you choose placement or entrepreneurship? What was it about those that appealed to you? For placement, for example, I really liked that I could go work for someone and that could be my project and I could Mm -hmm. just basically record my hours and like what I've been doing inside of my SAE project. And then the entrepreneurship, it's just doing it on my own. Like last year I raised a Hereford steer and that was my entrepreneurship SAE Mm -hmm. because that was something that personally interested me. And so I just really liked that I could choose my project. And so through raising that steer, you learned about paying for inputs, paying for feed, buying the animal, things like that, and then selling it on the other end and and trying to make those two numbers balance out so there was a profit, I assume. Yes. In terms of placement, I I find this interesting because I think back to when I went to high school, and I always worked during high school, but I worked because I, I needed to. That was something that my parents said, you need to go work. And I was able to get some high school credits for that. We called it work experience back then. But the FFA, even if even if your parents aren't compelling you to work, they're going to compel you to get out and do something to satisfy the supervised agricultural experience. So you're getting some real world experience, some exposure to what the next level will be for you after high school, whether that's college, whether that's the military, whether that's going to work or farming or whatever that may be. Do I understand that correct? Yes. So I want to talk about uh, the research side of it a little bit. And I realize you haven't done a, a research SAE but for those students, say there's a student out there who they they haven't necessarily grown up involved in agriculture, but they're very interested in research. They've got a very kind of a, an aptitude towards science. Mm-hmm. What do you think about them coming to the FFA so they get the opportunity to start doing research and start kind of documenting findings and things like that? That is, I really encourage it. If you're into research, I really encourage you to talk to an advisor because you can go and you can be like, I have all of these ideas and they can help you get the resources that you need Mm -hmm. to go and do that research project. And if it's just, you just want to do it for an SAE project, that's fine. But if you'd like to take it to a competitive level, they actually have it at our state leadership conference and you can compete. You can do your research project and compete against other people in the state that also have research projects and you can get awards for it. You can get scholarships for it. Mm -hmm. And so if you just talk to people and communicate with people, you can get the resources that you need to do any project that you would like to research. Well, let's take another quick break. You had mentioned travel opportunities earlier. I want to come back and touch on that for folks, okay? Perfect. Carhartt is legendary for getting you geared up for anything. So getting geared up for the winter is easy at DMB Supply with Carhartt Full Swing. Tough and water-repellent, Full Swing Clothing lets you move like you mean it with Carhartt's Rugged Flex technology. It's made for maximum range of motion and maximum protection from the elements. Get ready for anything the day throws your way and get into the full swing of things at your favorite D&B supply. D&B's got just the feed for every horse at every life stage. Purina Strategy. Whether your horses are growing, breeding, showing, or performing, Purina Strategy delivers the right density of protein, energy, and fat with less starch for more endurance and overall stamina. It's true. The standard in horse feed just got better. Our Purina Strategy horse feed now includes Outlast Supplement to support the gastric health of every horse in your barn. We'll see you soon at your favorite D&B. B Supply. 
All right, Taylor. Well, you talked earlier about travel opportunities, and I want to expand on that. There's a lot of neat stuff that can be done through the FFA. And for for any parents who are listening who are, are hearing this for the first time, or maybe they've been curious about the FFA, what are some of the opportunities to travel that you've had through the organization? Personally, I've traveled all over Idaho. I've been able to go to Burley. I've been able to go to Twin Falls, and then I've been able to go all the way up to Moscow, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And then I had the opportunity and will have the opportunity again in about two weeks to go to Indianapolis, Indiana, and Kentucky as well. Mm-hmm. And then I've also had the opportunity to go to the Washington Leadership Conference, which is in Washington, D.C. Okay. And so it matters on what event you're going to, but I've been all over those places for the National FFA Convention. That's held in Indianapolis, Indiana, Mm -hmm. and I'll be able to go to that in two weeks. And then we get to go to Kentucky as well and just tour a little bit. And then I was able to, this last summer, go to Washington, D.C. So on your trip back to Indianapolis, you're you're looping in a, a tour, probably agriculturally related, into Kentucky. Is that right? Yeah, we do the, we get to go to Churchill Downs and we get to see some of the racehorses and see what they've been doing there. We get to go to the Indy 500 racetrack. Uh Occasionally we go to that. And then there's a batting facility that we get to go to there. And it can, most of them are agricultural related somehow, but Kentucky, there's just horse park upon horse park. And Uh so we get to go see those, which is really cool. The batting facility. I would almost be willing to wager money you're going to Louisville to the Louisville Slugger Museum. Yep, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that is an awesome place, especially if you're a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great place. Very cool. So you get to do some extras. Now, let's talk about the National Convention uh, for a second. So you've been before. Yes. Okay. How would you, in one word, if I said you have one word to describe the National Convention, what word would you choose? Probably amazing. Uh, it's also it's also a really exhausting trip. It's really tiring. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, amazing is a great word. Uh, the first time that I went, that's probably the word I would have chosen. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea how many students are actually at this one convention? I think when I went, I think it was somewhere around 60,000. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two years ago, it was 60,000. Last year was right around 66,000 and mm-hmm. it, it grows each and every year. It is unbelievable because the thing that makes FFA students so recognizable is what? Their official dress, for <laughs> okay. sure. The blue corduroy jackets. Yeah, the blue jacket, right? And when you're in Indianapolis, is it just amazing the sea of blue that is just walking around? It's ridiculous. You don't see anything else but blue corduroy. It's just incredible. And that Indianapolis has a gargantuan convention center and the FFA completely fills it up and overflows into Lucas Oil Stadium, yep. where the Colts play, and into Banker's Life Fieldhouse, where the Indiana Pacers play. Mm-hmm. I, it's just everywhere. It's incredible. Yeah, it is. All you see is FFA, and everybody knows the FFA is coming, and so mm-hmm. they prepare for it. And it's just amazing to see how many members come together for that national convention. So when you've gone before and when you go this year, are you going simply as an observer and a participant? Are you going as a competitor in any categories? Tell us about what your experience will be like. This year, I'm going as what our chapter likes to call senior slacker, and you're just going to go. And so... I'm excited to see how that is because my first year I went as a competitor and so Mm -hmm. I was a little bit more stressed out as to, oh, I have to be here at this time to take this test and compete here and here and here. Mm -hmm. So I was a little more stressed. So I'm kind of interested to see how it is going just as an observer where I'm less stressed out and I get to just go and 
not do what I want, but go and just observe more and be able to participate more in the actual convention itself. You can go to the, uh, to the dance contest they got there in the middle of the convention center. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Well, so tell me about going as a competitor. What, what kind of things did you compete in? So I competed in what's called conductive meetings. It's kind of a miniature version of parliamentary procedure and it's only for freshmen to compete in. And so I was able to go and compete with my team and we basically had to go, we had to go take a test and then we had to go do an actual demonstration in front of a panel of judges and compete against various other states that have, are very, very good at this contest. Gotcha. Now, not every state that goes or not every chapter that goes gets to compete. You have to have been risen to a certain level, I would assume, to be involved in that. What level did you have to be in to be able to compete at the national level? So first we had to go through districts, which is competing against the six other schools that are here. And not Mm -hmm. all six have to compete. So it might have been just two or three schools. And then you have to go to the state level, which could be more. It could be between 20 to 30, possibly. Mm -hmm. Uh, 30 might be stretching it. So it might be about 20 to 15. And then if you win state, that means you are the only team that gets to go to the national. Uh, So there could be, you know, 50 at least, but usually there's probably around 40 mattering on which states want to compete and don't want to compete. Now, you mentioned the Washington Leadership Conference. Mm -hmm. So explain to us what that is. So that is mainly our chapter only sends juniors who are about to become seniors. So Mm -hmm. the summer of their senior year. And it's a conference where you get to go, you get to go to Washington, D.C., and you room with people from all over the nation. So you don't really, you don't room with people from your chapter. So you really are forced to get out of your comfort zone, which was something I really liked. And I'm still in contact with my roommates from the Washington conference. And another great part of it is you get to learn leadership skills and communication skills. You really, it's really emphasized on serving and they really open your eyes to the different world issues that are kind of going on and so that was amazing and then obviously you get to see the different history around the city and it's just it was an amazing conference so you got to see you got to tour and see the monuments and the mall and things like that yes around washington dc but it was a working trip at the same time you're learning about leadership you're you're meeting people from different regions of the country Uh, the roommates that you had that you're still in contact with where are they from One of them is from Ohio, one's from Oregon, and one's from Wisconsin. So, really, three pretty distinct areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I guess Wisconsin and Ohio are kind of close, but uh, very distinct areas. Very interesting. Now... Uh, where, how do you get paired with the roommates? Are they, are they people who have chosen say similar SAEs or something like that? Or is it just random? It's just random. As far as I know, you're just stuck. You just go to the room and you just sit there and wait for your other roommates to come and just Mm -hmm. see who you get. And so the folks that you were able to meet and room with, are these people that had been brought up in agriculture or they have different backgrounds or tell us about that? I know. Oh, I always call them by their states. I'd be like, oh, Ohio. So (laughs) Ohio, she um, was raised in agriculture and Mm -hmm. she does similar stuff as me. She does steers and stuff like that. She also does lambs and uh, sheep and stuff. Okay. And then I know Oregon and Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin was definitely into sports, 
but she loved the leadership aspect of agriculture. Mm -hmm. And then Oregon really was kind of the same way. She really liked the leadership aspect. So I think it was me in Ohio who were really brought up into agriculture. Mm -hmm. And then the other two were just kind of saw FFA and the opportunities, the leadership and stuff like that. And they use that to their advantage. Now, you brought up something really interesting, and I'm glad you did because I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this. But you brought up, uh, I, I think it was Wisconsin who likes sports. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So Wisconsin likes sports. Now, see, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she she or he? She. She likes sports. How does that How does that mesh with the FFA? There's, there's a lot of time that is devoted to being an FFA member. So if you have interest in other extracurricular activities, how does that all work out? You just have to communicate is my biggest thing. I know our current treasurer for the state, Katie Hedinga, she actually was a CUNA FFA member and she was the president. And she did track and field and she really knew, she's a genius, but she always Mm. knew how to balance the different things that she had going on. So I think if you communicate and you just don't overload yourself, I think that if you just have the mental capacity to like focus on what you need to do, then you should be okay. Just don't overwork yourself and kind of prioritize what needs to get done first in your personal life. Well, that brings up a really good point then. So as an FFA member, do you have the ability to to temper that, meaning can you can you reduce your workload or get involved in less things if you've got other things outside of the FFA you want to be involved with? FFA requires nothing. There is no event that you are absolutely positively required to go to. Okay. And so that's what's really nice is I know some band students have told me like, oh, I have to go to this. Like, I absolutely cannot miss it. Mm-hmm. And so what's really nice is if there was an FFA event on that night, we could be like, you know what? It's your choice. We don't want to stress you out. And so if somebody's not into, say, showing animals at the fair, just because they're in the FFA doesn't mean that they have to do something like that. Exactly. They can choose to do something completely different. If they want to do public speaking, but absolutely are terrified of cows, they don't have to go anywhere near a cow. (laughs) All right. Very good. All right. Let's take another break. When we come back, let's talk about your future career. Perfect. Know when they say good fences make good neighbors? When you've got Balin Country gates and panels to really fence your livestock in. Also, when you let your neighbor in on the great deals you can find on Balin Country at DNB. Made from steel and designed for stamina, Balin Country gates and panels are tested to match up to robust ranch life. So instead of mending all those fences, round up a whole new one with Balin Country at DNB Supply. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, Nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat, available at D&B Supply. Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop on by your favorite D&B Supply. All right, Taylor. Well, we kind of went out saying we're going to talk about your future career. Now, here you are. You're in your senior year. I don't expect you to have that all figured out yet, (laughs) but I was alluding to something. And there is something uh, in the FFA that I find to be very, very compelling called a CDE. Can you explain to everybody what that is? So CDE is a career development event. And so we actually do these events up at Moscow, Idaho, up at the University of Idaho. We get to stay in the dorms and see the university. It's something that's going to prepare you for a future career in agriculture. So, for example, I've done the food science CDE. I've also done the meat, uh, the meats 
evaluation CDE. Mm-hmm. And so these are just CDEs that you optional, they're completely optional, and you can go and compete in these up at the University of Idaho. And then they will actually give top five, I believe, individuals, they'll just give you scholarships. And then you can oh. also um, compete at the national level with these as well. Okay. So uh, it's a career development event. So you get exposure to a particular career. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how many total do you, have you done? How many CDEs have you done? I think it's just those two, if I'm remembering right. Okay. So now let me ask you, and no pressure, uh, there's no right or wrong answer here, but both of those CDEs you did, did that make you go, that's the career I want to do for a living? Kind of. When I did the food science, I was like, you know what? I want to try it. I want to see you just smell different aromas and you taste different foods, see which Mm -hmm. one's different. And I personally found that I wasn't interested in that. And so I really encourage that you just try whatever you think would be cool. Mm -hmm. And then once you do it, it's like, what's the harm? I don't want to do this or I really want to do it. So it just kind of exposes you to different things. The meat evaluation, I could see myself doing some sort of uh, meat career. Okay. So it's like if it were something that I came up to, I could uh, use that as an option. Okay. Well, so you answered exactly how I was hoping you would do it. But one of the things I wanted to stress is here you are, you're a senior, you're going to go off to college next year and the whole world is your oyster. There's just a million different opportunities, a million different avenues that you could explore Mm -hmm. once you get into college. But going through the CDEs, you don't always get matched up with a career that you're going to love, but it kind of takes something that's an opportunity and checks it off your list. And you now know uh, this is not something that I'm necessarily interested in doing. Mm -hmm. To me, that seems almost as important as finding something you are interested in doing is eliminating things that you're not interested in doing. So you know not to devote any time to that particular aspect of things. What do you think about that? I think you're 100% correct. Like I've tried different contests that I like. I tried dairy judging my first year, mm-hmm. never did it again. Okay. I love cows, but I, I'm not a dairy eval person. Okay. And so I think that, like you said, there's so many different things that if you just go out, if you have the time to just go out and try different things, you can go and eliminate things and then you can really go and see what you actually really want to do and what interests you do have and what you don't. Okay. Now let's pretend for a moment that you find yourself in in five or six years in a career that is not based in agriculture. Okay. Mm -hmm. What skills will you have learned through the FFA that even though you're not working in agriculture will still be applicable, will still make you a very great and talented contributor to that company or that organization through the FFA? What what will you learn in the FFA that will still help you anyway? I think absolutely my leadership skills, my public speaking skills that I've gained throughout the years, and just how I've been able to learn to not just serve like FFA members, but just serve. And I think that those those major things would really help me in any job that I could go to, not just in agriculture, but go and be able to lead a team, say, or be able to go and do a presentation in front of somebody without mm-hmm. it being an issue, without me having to get nervous and that be something that conflicts the job that I'm in. Tell me about record keeping. Why is that such a big deal in the FFA? It's a huge deal because of scholarships is what my advisors have always told me. They've been, go update your rep- records, go update your records because when you get to your senior year and you need to go and look back at the things you've done, it mm-hmm. should all just be right there. And so it's like if you keep it 
updated as you go. It's going to be so much easier to go and apply for scholarships and be able to go just apply for even a job. You could be like, this is the experience I have Mm -hmm. and have the exact thing that you did when you did it. You know, teachers and advisors, they're tricky people. So they tell you they're teaching you one thing, but they're teaching you two things at the same time. So uh, you've got all your records, so you can do that now, right? You can go back, you can find everything, Mm -hmm. and you can use that to apply for scholarships, apply for admission into colleges and things like that, Mm -hmm. even for applying for careers. But on the flip side, along, along the line, you learned how to keep good and detailed records. Mm -hmm. How will that skill help you going forward? I feel like it just gives you the responsibility to go and uh, input stuff. And you may have a job later on in life that you need to keep records on. And it's just one of those things that you personally are in charge of. And so I think the biggest thing is it gives you the responsibility for yourself because it's either going to help you later on get scholarships and stuff or it's going to not help you and you're Mm going to be troubled on did I do this did I not do this and when if you just took the responsibility you could just look right there and in terms of being organized what is what does all the record keeping do for you in terms of making you or helping to turn you into an organized person it's really it's very organized you have to go and you have to be really specific with certain things especially if you raise an animal but then you go and you work at say starbucks you have Mm -hmm. to be very organized with how you do raising your steer versus how like work went for the next week so it's really specific on organizing the different things well let's take our final break Uh, when we come back i want to talk about the opportunities that are open to you in the ffa even beyond high school Things are really heating up around here at DMB. You'll see why when you check out our wide selection of high-performance stoves from Harman, Quadrifier, and Heatilator EcoChoice. These classic pellet and wood-burning stoves light up your hearth and home. They give you even heat and easy maintenance with craftsmanship that stands the test of time and really stands out. So swing on by DMB Supply and see how Harman, Quadrifier, and Heatilator EcoChoice stoves can warm up your home. D&B knows that life in the West is defined by hard work, innovation, and constant improvement. These values made the West what it is today, and these are the values that have made Wrangler the defining Western brand since 1947. Wrangler Apparel is designed to feel good in the saddle, look sharp at the rodeo, and work hard on the ranch. That's why Wrangler fits with classic Western heritage like a boot in a stirrup. For clothing that's a good value and steeped in Western values, stock up on Wrangler at your favorite D&B supply. All right, Taylor. Well, let's talk about FFA after high school. So honestly, with you going on to college, or even if you're going straight into the workforce, straight into farming or something like that, there are still opportunities for you through the FFA. Matter of fact, there's some opportunities for you through the FFA that you don't have while you're still in high school. What are some of those things? Um, Like I mentioned earlier, as a state Uh, state office Mm -hmm. and so in april i'll be going for one of those you just go to the state convention and they just put you through meetings and meetings and interviews interviews throughout Mm -hmm. the entire week and they basically just pound on you to see how far you can go and so it's just kind of a brutal week i've heard (laughs) but some people over exaggerate so you can go into that and then that opens up even more opportunities for scholarships and money and then travel opportunities like this year they get to go to Portugal and see the different things they also get to go back to Washington and so that's one of the major opportunities you have Mm -hmm. and then you can also go for a national office which opens up 
huge opportunities. Sure. Um, so that's one of the major opportunities that's open. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Some of the national officers and the state officers that I've been able to speak with in the past, they have so much responsibility. They actually take a year off of college and devote themselves just to this particular assignment. Yeah, so this year our president and our vice president, Shailani and Herman, are actually doing that. Mm-hmm. And I asked Katie Henninga, as I mentioned earlier, I asked her what her view on that was. And she said that it's best if just about probably two of the officers do that, if they mm-hmm. feel like they can devote, because they get more of a uh, experience with the FFA, but they also get to do more. But if the entire team were to do that, that would just leave people just kind of sitting around. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you're on a team and you feel like you should take a year off, talk to your team first and just make sure that not everybody is having the same plan. Now, what is an American degree? An American degree is the biggest degree. You get that at the National Convention. And it's basically, there's a bunch of details to it, but it's the highest degree you can get. And you can get it even after you're out of high school. Mm -hmm. So you can't get it while you're in high school because it requires a certain amount of hours or money, certain things Mm -hmm. like that. And so you can actually, you pay your dues as if you're an FFA member, even though you're in college and then you get to go to the National Convention and you get to receive that American degree. Okay. And so that's part of of continuing your involvement with the FFA even after high school. Yes. Now, in terms of your future career and the development of a resume, is being a member of the FFA and being an officer both at the at the district and at the chapter level, is that something that's going to be prominently displayed on your resume? I hope so. <laughs> I've, I've always been told throughout high school that FFA is a great thing to have on your transcript. And as far as I can tell, the people who have had the opportunities that I'm striving for, mm-hmm. they've had amazing opportunities even after when they get out of FFA because they've either just been FF, in FFA or they've Uh, really worked for the title that they had and Mm -hmm. then they got amazing opportunities just because they worked hard for example like president stuff like that so people really think that you've definitely worked your way up there and so they definitely like that the hard work has gone into it and so Mm -hmm. I definitely think that it hopefully builds up your resume well you know you can put whatever you want on your resume so (laughs) it'll be there (laughs) very good well so you mentioned earlier there's there's awards that you can receive Mm -hmm. in the FFA and I know that that can be at the chapter level to the to the regional or the district to the state to the national and it can continue to go on even after high school Uh, Have you participated or have you have you entered into competitions to try and win some of these awards? Yeah, so I've done a lot of contests. I did the creed contest as a freshman, conduct of meetings, soil evaluation, meets, food science, parliamentary procedure, uh, ag mechanics. And I think there's one more. I've just (laughs) I've done a lot. Um, So I've definitely tried to do a lot and try to enter those contests to get awards Mm -hmm. and. I want to continue doing that because I have one more year to compete at the uh, state leadership conference and then the state CDEs in Moscow. I have one more year so I can try to get better at those contests and then try to gain some scholarships. And at the state level, uh, the highest awards are state stars. Is that right? I believe so. State stars. Or if you're farming, if you're actively farming, uh, you can be star farmer uh, mm-hmm. for your state. And then you can also do the same things with what they call proficiency awards and star awards at the national level after high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's really a, a ton of opportunity there. 
Well, I want to ask you this uh, before we before we kind of wrap it up. But I want to ask you this: if there's a if there's somebody out there listening right now, whether it be a student or a parent, and and they're learning about the FFA and they're learning about this educational tract, I guess I would call it, or this educational opportunity, kind of an extracurricular op- uh, activity or opportunity in their local high school for their son, for their daughter. If they said, boy, this sounds great, but we're not involved in agriculture. My my son, my daughter, they have no interest in farming, but it sounds like they could learn so much that would benefit them no matter where they go after high school. What would you say to them in response to that? I would say try it before you decide not to do it just because you're not in agriculture. I know for our chapter personally, we actually have a opening social where parents can bring their kids in and we go and entertain the kids and we give them pie. We have a pie contest and Mm -hmm. then we kind of show them bits and pieces of FFA and then the parents can stay in a room with our advisors and ask any questions that they have. And we don't require that you pay your dues like they have to be paid by a certain time. Mm -hmm. If you decide in April, like, oh, I want to do this contest, you work towards that contest and get on the team, you can pay your dues in April, even though school starts in August. So really try it before you decide you don't like it, because we will give you the opportunity to try it without having to be committed to all of the different things. And do you think that you've developed some lifelong friendships through FFA that had you not participated, you would have never had the opportunity to make? Absolutely. I first, one of my first friends in high school was through FFA. We really bonded was Brooke Davis, as I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely made lifelong friends and I feel like I just know so many people because of FFA. Mm -hmm. And then when I got my district office, I met my team, my district team, and I am so close. These are some of my absolute best friends and I just love them to death. And so it's like, I feel like they'll be there throughout my life Mm -hmm. and throughout college. And they're just always, uh, they're not just FFA friends. They are just my absolute best friends. And here I've, I've been so serious throughout this entire interview. I haven't even asked you about fun. Is FFA fun? Absolutely. We eat so much food. That's one of the absolute great things about FFA is we're always, I know at least in our chapter, always eating. And um, we make sure to have fun because if you're not having fun, then, you know, it's you don't get as much involvement if you're not mm-hmm. having fun. And so when we travel, we make sure to go and tour stuff instead of just going and being serious and being in, you know, being in high heeled shoes and nylons all day is just, (laughs) it's rough sometimes. So you got to make sure that you have fun with it. I wouldn't know, but you know, that's okay. I have my daughter sitting right here. She's happy. I don't know that. Um, Maybe. (laughs) Well, very cool. And, and so you, you're having fun, you're building a network, you're meeting people, you're finding out about careers, you're finding out about skills you can use in any career It sounds to me like it's been a a great choice for you and a very worthwhile endeavor. Yes, it has. All right. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for sharing this with us today. And thank you for helping us to kind of introduce this to to folks who wonder about it, but maybe don't know everything about it yet. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us today. And here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the D&B Show, I'm Matt Breckwald. 